Well, we are getting to that time of year when I like to talk about what the realistic expectations are for each team in the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Great to be here with you for another week. As we get it going, I want to talk win totals. And I want to give you my over-under prediction for win totals for every team in the Big 12 Conference and go through why. So let's get right into it, and I'm going to go simply in alphabetical order. That way I'm not picking favorites, not doing anything like that, just giving you my honest analysis in alphabetical order. Let's start off with the Baylor Bears. The win total for the Baylor Bears as projected by Las Vegas is five and a half wins. Now it feels right. It feels right. But I am going to go with the over for the Baylor Bears. I have concerns about the offensive line. I don't know who's playing quarterback, but I will tell you this. The non-conference looks like as follows. Texas State, Texas Southern, and BYU. BYU's taken a step back. They've lost the number two overall quarterback in Zach. uh, uh, Why am I blanking on the BYU guy, Zach Wilson? There we go. And they've got a lot going on right now that makes me believe that BYU is going to take a step back. All right? But even if BYU doesn't, okay, Texas State and Texas Southern are two wins. At worst case, Baylor is 2-1 and one in the non-conference, and then you're talking about can Baylor win three conference games in 2021. They won two last year, and that's with Dave Aranda, new system, no spring ball, barely any summer ball, and, um, you know, they came on as the year progressed. I foresee Baylor getting to that six-win mark. I'm not predicting eight wins for the Baylor Bears. I'm not. But I feel good about getting the six wins for Baylor football. I feel pretty solid about that. So for the Baylor Bears, looking at the schedule, I am going to go with the over. I also like the fact that this is the year. You know, Baylor's got OU in Texas either at home or on the road every single year. So this is one of those years that I think the Baylor Bears are going to be able to not beat one of those two teams. But their schedule is easier in odd years. Hence, two years ago, getting to a Big 12 championship game. I'm not saying that's why they got there, but the Baylor schedule since conference realignment has always been easier in odd years. So I will go over for the Baylor Bears. Now we go to the Kansas Jayhawks, the over-under win total for KU. Actually, technically, I should go to Iowa State if I'm going in alphabetical order because I'm a moron, and I comes before K in the alphabet, right? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Do I need to go through the alphabet for anybody else or just me? All right, so let's go Iowa State since we're going in alphabetical order. Fool, talking to myself. Uh, Iowa State over under win total is eight and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. All right. The non-conference UNLV, Northern Iowa, and Iowa. Is it wrong that I'm like worried about the Northern Iowa game? Uh, just the way that Iowa State plays in some of these home openers. <laughs> oh boy. But in all seriousness, Iowa is going to be a tough game. If Matt Campbell's ever going to get over that Iowa Hawkeye hump, this is the year. If Iowa State is able to beat Iowa and they're 3-0 in non-conference play, which I believe they can do successfully, then you're talking about what? Going 6-3 and in conference play for the Iowa State Cyclones. 
I believe that is very much doable for this team and for this program based on what is coming back. Hell, the expectations are going to be top 10 team, Big 12 championship game, possibly an outside look at the college football playoff. Those are the expectations. Fair or unfair, those are the expectations. If they only win eight games, that would be a massive letdown. And it would be probably for the first time in Matt Campbell's tenure a chance to critique him because the expectations are big. Now, now, there's no doubt the only reason Iowa State has expectations at this level is because of what Matt Campbell has done. But if you bring in a preseason top 10 team and you go 8-4 and four and you don't make the Big 12 championship game, that's a disappointing season. That is coming up short of expectations. So I'm, I'm not predicting that at all. I'm going to go with the over. I like that nine-win number for Iowa State at least. You know, 10 feels like a solid number as well. You could drop two conference games and win 10 games in this conference. You could. So I'm going to go with the over at eight and a half for the Iowa State Cyclones. It's going to be tough, but I believe that the Cyclones are well prepared to get to the nine-win mark this fall. All right, now we go to the Kansas Jayhawks, where the number is uno, one win. Yes, it is one win. That would be South Dakota in the home opener. Coastal Carolina on the road is tough. Duke on the road is tough. Then you got, of course, the Big 12 slate. I'm not a push guy, okay? Never have been, never will be. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going over, baby. I'm go- Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over on KU one win. Think they'll get two. Now, am I sitting here saying it with extreme confidence? No, I am not. But I'm saying it because I'm a Big 12 guy and I want to be optimistic about Lance Leipold. That's why. All right? So there you go. Kansas, give me those two wins, baby. Don't make me look like a fool on this one, okay? Give me the over over one. Could they get a half a win? If anyone could pull it off, it would be Kansas. But anyway, give me the over one win for Rock Chalk. K-State football, the over-under win total is five and a half. Now, last year, of course, the Wildcats got off to a uh, 4-0 start, and then they lost six in a row to end the season. Now, Skylar Thompson's back at quarterback. That is a great thing to have, all right? Uh, You're looking at a non-conference that includes Stanford at a neutral site down in Arlington. You've got Southern Illinois, and you've got Nevada. i got to imagine that's a 2-1 non-conference at the worst. So then you got to find me a four and five conference slate for the Kansas State Wildcats. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. All right. I, I mean, you look at the schedule, you're at Oklahoma State, you're home to Oklahoma, home to Iowa State, and back to back games with a uh, bye week in between. You got to go to Tech, TCU, at KU. So just roughly doing this here, if you figure this team. Uh, can beat a Kansas, can beat a Texas Tech. You got to get me then two more guarantees. And I'm just doing that based on, you know, what we think the standings are going to look like. Texas Tech and Kansas are uh, going to be near the bottom of the Big 12 based on what we believe right now, okay? Fans of both fan bases have a chance to prove us wrong. But this Big 12 is so loaded. Uh, I, can they beat Baylor at the end of the season? Of course. Could they beat West, West Virginia? Yeah. Could they get a win at Oklahoma State in September? Sure. Could they upset Oklahoma for a third straight year? Not impossible. So you got to get two more conference wins on top of that. And uh, 
boy. I'm just sitting on this one because I knew this would be one of the hardest ones to pick. All right. I knew that it would be one of the hardest ones to pick. And I wanted to do these organically by saying, you know, the ones that I was unsure of, I was just going to go into it raw and talk it through with you guys. So with the Kansas State Wildcats, I am going to go with the over. Going with the over five and a half. And the biggest reason for it is because I think they can beat Stanford in the opener. And if they go 3-0 and in non-conference play, then I only need two wins in conference play, or three wins in conference play to get the over at six. So I will say over five and a half for the Kansas State Wildcats. Oklahoma at 11 wins. All right? So you got to go undefeated to get the older over, but one loss gives them a push. Uh, so here's where I'm going. You take the over. And you feel pretty good about at least getting your money back. OU this year is not going to go 10-2, and two, okay? They're not. They're not going to go 10-2. and two. Uh, This this non-conference is bad. Tulane, Western Carolina, Nebraska. I know they scheduled Nebraska not thinking Nebraska was going to be a bad team or a bad game, obviously. You bring that rivalry back and you hope Nebraska is decent and they're just not. All right? So you look at this now and you say to yourself, 3-0, and uh, if you drop one conference game, you get a push. Now, OU may drop a conference game that they shouldn't. That seems to happen sometimes in recent seasons. But even then, you get your money back. You don't. I don't see how you can bet the under on this, right? And I'm not going to take a push. I'm not going to cop out on a push. So with that being said, I will go with the over and feel like worst-case scenario for the Sooners, I get my money Back. That's how I'm looking at this one for Boomer Sooner in a year that they are going to be uh, favored to win a national championship or definitely a favorite to make the playoff and possibly finally get the Big 12 over that hump and play in a championship game. So there you have it. Over under predictions for the first half of the Big 12. Coming up next, I will do the back half of the Big 12. All right, I'll get to the uh, second five teams in alphabetical order and we'll do it next on Heartland College Sports Weekly. And I do want to take this moment out, guys, quickly to thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button. And if you want a free Heartland College Sports koozie, all you have to do is send me a screenshot with your rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, for that matter. And then I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. So you send me a screenshot of your rating and review of this podcast to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get a koozie in the mail for you guys with our logo on it. Thanks so much. Let's continue to look at win totals in the Big 12 Conference ahead of the 2021 season, and I'm giving you my predictions for each team here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks so much for joining us, guys, and being a part of what we do every week on the show, whether it's radio, podcast, uh, also, of course, on the websites as well. Be sure to join our Free message boards. We keep the conversation going there all week long. Oklahoma State. Let's dive into the pokes. The pokes over under win total is seven and a half. Uh, Cowboys going to be tough to pinpoint this year as a team that you know could they finish as high as second or third? Yeah, they also could finish as low as sixth or seventh in the conference, depending on how a couple of games break. This will be one of the toughest picks in the conference when you look at it. 
Now, they got to go to Boise State in the non-conference. That's tricky. Tulsa's not a total pushover. So let's just say, let's just say they lose at Boise State, all right? That is a two-and-one non-conference. Then what do you have to do? Then you've got to go six and three in conference play. K-State and Baylor at home to start conference play is uh, relatively easy for the Big 12. But then it's at Texas, at Iowa State, back-to-back weeks after a bye. You got KU at home going to Morgantown. Home to TCU, at Texas Tech. This feels to me like five conference wins for Oklahoma State. Which means that you've got to go 3-0 and in non-conference play to hit the over on 7.5. So for that reason... I'm going to go with the under on the Cowboys at seven and a half. And I, I don't want to do it, but remember this, guys. I think I've picked the over so far on every team. There have to be a couple of unders. I hope I'm dead wrong about this. I hope I'm dead wrong about Oklahoma State at seven and five. I think that they've got a lot coming back. Obviously, you love the defense coming back. But I need Spencer Sanders to prove that he's more than what he's been. That's really what I need to see out of Spencer Sanders to think that this guy can can consistently win week in, week out in the Big 12 and get a program in the Power 5 to, you know, win 8, 9, 10 games. And I don't feel great about it. So for that reason, I'm going to take the under. It's going to be very close. It's going to be 7 or 8. I will lean to the under right now and take it on the Oklahoma State Cowboys as I look at the over-under win totals here for the Big 12. For the Texas Longhorns, the over-under is eight. Ah, new hype, new coach. Texas is back with Steve Sarkeesian. Eight does feel about right, but I got to know what's going on at quarterback first. Like, here's anytime you have a whole number, right, which you have. Right now for Texas, they got Louisiana, Arkansas, and Rice in non-conference play. Louisiana is a top 25 team, right? Just ask Iowa State. That's not a pushover game that it was when it was scheduled probably 10 years ago. You go on the road to Arkansas, SEC game, old Southwest Conference rivalry. They'll be fired up there in Fayetteville. But one thing that Steve Sarkeesian's got to do a better job of than Tom Herman has not played down the competition. Tom Herman always played down the competition, okay? Always. He played up to competition, but he always played down the competition too. Those can be sneaky. Rice will be a win. Then you've got the rest of the conference schedule. Here's my thinking. I think eight's the number, right? But if you told me, Pete, is seven more likely than nine wins or is nine more likely than seven wins? I would say that seven is more likely than nine. Therefore, I've got to take an under here. I just, just like, you know, but I think I, I feel good about getting my money back as well on the eight-win number. So eight feels right, but I didn't come here to, to bet on pushes, all right? You're not paying me the big bucks for this show, tongue-in-cheek, to get wishy-washy opinions. So for that reason, until Texas is back, I can't say that they're back. I can't say 9-10 wins for this team right now. I got to see it to believe it. With a new coach, and by the way, you're breaking in a new quarterback no matter what, that is tough. It doesn't matter if you're Texas and you got all the talent in the world. That is tough. So for the Texas Longhorns, Uh, I am going to lean once again to the under on the eight-win mark and go from there. TCU, the Horned Frogs, the over-under is seven. 
I hate the whole numbers, by the way. I got to get, I got to get the halves. I don't like the whole numbers. My quick thoughts here are that TCU's had three straight mediocre seasons, and it feels like 2021 can be that time that the streak ends and they get them back in the Big 12 contention. All right? And like I do with the whole numbers, is eight more likely than six or is six more likely than eight? One thing I like about this is that TCU has got itself a non-conference that includes Duquesne, Cal, and SMU. All right, and I know SMU's come along a little bit, but I like I like TCU in this game. I do. It was that game two. I remember where I was watching that game two years ago, by the way, 2019, sitting in a bar in Kansas City with a guy, watching that game unfold. Crazy finish. Remember that one? So TCU's still going to have, I hope, a chip on its shoulder from that one. I like 3-0 and in non-conference play. I do. Obviously, all this hinges, by the way, on what Max Duggan's going to be. If he can take that step from middle of the pack, Big 12, Power 5, quarterback to actually being a guy who can win you a ton of games in the power five then I look at the schedule and I've got Texas at home if I'm TCU I don't have to go to Morgantown I get West Virginia at home that's a long trip and um, uh, you know I'm trying to look at what else we got Baylor home Kansas home a couple of easy wins you got to go to Oklahoma and to Iowa State those are obviously difficult but if you drop those two games you still can lose three others and get a push. You lose two others, you pick up a couple of wins, you're talking about an over. So for TCU, I'm going with the over seven wins for the Horn Frogs. Over seven for TCU. Take our chances, and let's see what happens from there. But, you know, Gary Patterson's also got to break this streak of mediocrity, okay? Not that he's on any type of a hot seat. He's Gary freaking Patterson. But... Uh, you know, he's recruited well. He just can't figure out the offensive side of the ball. So that's got to get that's got to get worked out. Texas Tech, the over-under is for Texas Tech. Four and a half for Texas Tech. Now, the Red Raiders are projected to be and expected to be the second-worst team in the conference. But if new quarterback Tyler Shuck lives up to some of these lofty expectations after coming in and transferring from Oregon, maybe Tech is one of those surprise teams in the conference. They're non-conference Houston. Stephen F. Austin, Florida International. If they go 3-0 in non-conference play, I feel much better about things hitting the over because then you got to get two conference wins. You figure one you hope can be if you're Texas Tech. you got to get one win at Kansas, right? But you go to Texas, to West Virginia, to Oklahoma. Man, that's tough. But here's what I'd say. The over-under number for Texas Tech sits on the Houston game to kick off the season. If they win that game, they beat Stephen F. Austin, they beat FIU, Florida International, they're 3-0, they got to win two conference games to hit the over. I would feel very good about an over if they go 3-0 and in, in uh, non-conference play. They lose the Houston game, then you got to get three conference wins. You got to go 3-6. and six. That, is, uh, that is tricky. That is tricky. So here's my thing. Here's what I'm going to do with this game, uh, with this team. I'm going to go with the over, and here's why. I think they can beat Houston in the kickoff uh, opening game of the season. I think they'll go 3-0, and and then you got to get me two conference wins. All right? You got to get me two conference wins if you're Matt Wells. You got the stud quarterback. Some people are saying that he's going to be, uh, you know, a guy who is a top-10 NFL draft pick. If you can't win – Two or three conference games with a top 10 NFL draft pick, we got a problem here. 
They won three games last year in the Big 12. They can't match that this year? If they match three conference wins this year, which they have to – I mean, Matt Wells is going to be on a, a hot seat if they don't do better than that. He knows that. He understands that. So for that reason, I will say that Texas Tech hits the over. All right? Then we've got West Virginia. Tough non-conference. Maryland, Virginia Tech, two power fives in the non-conference. Whew, that's tricky. Then, uh, you know, you've got to go to Oklahoma. Got to go to Waco. Got to go to Fort Worth. Uh, Go to Manhattan. Yes, you get Texas and Iowa State at home. But, man, I mean, even if you drop one of the non-conference games, then you're sitting at 2-1, and one, and they hit the over, and the win total is 6.5 for West Virginia. you got to win five conference games. Uh, they've lost some key pieces on defense, and I'm sorry, I've got no confidence that Jared Dagey can be a guy that wins eight, nine games. I, I, just, don't, I, I just don't see him being that guy. So until I either see... You know, and I look at maybe a guy like, uh, what's his name, Garrett Green, gets in the mix and transforms the program and gives that offense the lift that it needs. I can't go over. I got to go under at six and a half for the West Virginia Mountaineers. But once again, I hope I'm dead wrong on that. I really do. All right. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Final thoughts on the show. Don't forget to join our message boards as well. They are free to join the conversation. Just hop on heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, those final thoughts are coming up next. Final few minutes on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to be with you. Um, Here in the last week, just a couple of news items here wrapping up the show. Texas fans, don't worry. All right, five-star running back Ruben Owens decommitted, uh, class of 2023. Texas is still the front-runner for his services. I want to make that clear. Uh, He's the number two running back in the class, number four overall prospect in the state of Texas. He was on campus a couple of weeks ago with Arch Manning, uh, the nephew of Peyton and Eli, son of Cooper, who is the top recruit, top quarterback in the class of 2023. I'm not sitting here overly concerned about it right now. I don't think it's anything Steve Sarkeesian did wrong. Here's what I think it is. I think that some of these guys – They just want to feel wanted. They want to play the game. They want to take their visits. I mean, you can go basically anywhere in the country when you're the number two running back in the country. And this is not class of 2022. This is class of 2023, right? So you've got time. I don't sit here if I'm a Texas fan. Oh, we lost him. Oh, my goodness. This is terrible. That's not how I view it. And I don't believe that's how... uh, Texas fans should should view it. They should just say, all right, here's a guy who's going to be, you know, spending some time bouncing around and uh, checking out his options and going on some trips, and that's kind of going to be it. You know, that's going to be the extent of it, and that's really all there is to say about it. So I'm, I'm really not overly concerned. I'm not. Uh, speaking of the recruiting trail, got to give props to Neil Brown, who looks like he's starting to get his – Recruiting chops under him from a West Virginia standpoint. Uh, Neil Brown landed four-star quarterback Nico Marshall, and I apologize if I got that name wrong. He is committed to West Virginia. He's ranked as a top 25 quarterback for the class of 2022. Also, 24-7 sports has him as a uh, top 300 player in the nation. 
So for Neil Brown to possibly get his quarterback of the future right now is a big deal. And good for him for being able to do it and being able to pull it off. And for West Virginia, I mean, right now the program is uh, 36th in the nation in recruiting for the class of 2022. In the Big 12, you look at where they're at right now, and they are 5th in the Big 12 on the recruiting trail. Or excuse me, uh, yeah, 5th in the Big 12 on the recruiting trail. And if you were to do this based on actual average of players and not simply numbers, like how many players they have, the average recruit at West Virginia, based on who they've got right now, now, their eight commitments, is ranked fourth in the conference. So they've got a top four, top five recruiting class. And frankly, that is where West Virginia should be. I believe the Mountaineers can recruit in the you know fourth, fifth, sixth spot in this conference. They should be able to do that. I mean, they, they've always had traditionally a good pipeline to Florida. That, that may not be there anymore like it was. But being able to you know hit the Pennsylvania area, using Neil Brown's connections, getting the SEC country as well, they should be able to do that going forward, and I believe they can do that. So those should be the expectations for the Mountaineers moving forward. But the surprise on the recruiting trail, as we talked about some on this show this week, with Drake Toll, and you should listen to that interview on the podcast if you haven't yet, from Sikkim 365, the Baylor Bears. And the Baylor Bears are in a great position right now on the recruiting trail. They are third in the Big 12. They've got 14 commits. They've got a ton of guys in the offensive line who are serious players who will help this program build three or four-star guys, depending on you know which outlet you want to use, whether it's 247 or Rivals or whoever else. And uh, that is Dave Aranda putting this program in a place that it hasn't been. Matt Rule over-recruited, or I should say he exceeded expectations with the recruits that he had. Dave Aranda, with his ties uh, around the SEC, with the success, with the national championship ring, he should be able to recruit better. Now, can he develop as well as Matt Rule? That remains to be seen. But he should be able to recruit better, and you're seeing that play out right now uh, for the Baylor Bears in the class of 2022. The quick recruiting rankings in the conference, Oklahoma, Texas in order, Baylor, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Tech, TCU, and Kansas is where things are at right now. It's very early. I mean, KU and TCU have three commits uh, total. or Yeah, and then, you know, Texas has 11. Baylor's got 14. So there's time. There's time. But uh, just an early look here at what's going on there. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. And before you leave, please leave a rating and a review, and I will send you that free koozie. All you have to do is send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And uh, I've said each week that I would read some of the nicest reviews that we have received on this show. So let me do the most recent one here. That is uh, super nice. Took this listener all of a minute. And I appreciate them doing it and um, taking the moment out. And I did just get them a koozie in the mail as well. The review reads as follows from Polar Express. I was born and raised around Stillwater, graduate from Oklahoma State. I'm a diehard Pokes fan. The podcast is a breath of fresh air to get some more discussion around the Big 12 to each and every team. I have already recommended this podcast to a few of my coworkers in Dallas, even the Sooners fans I work with. Oh, baby. There you go. Thank you very much for that nice rating and review. 
on iTunes. And if you guys do it, I got a koozie coming for you. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great week.